Hello! We're thankful you joined us for another story about the Peters family. This week's story is entitled, Pearson and Todd, the Good Samaritans. The story is about how Pearson and Todd befriend a new student. All of us have been new to either a new home, a new church, a new school, a new job, or have moved far away from our home and perhaps have experienced the feelings of not belonging or of loneliness or having a difficult time adjusting to something different. But the wonderful thing is that God knows exactly how you feel in those times, and He is always with you. One of our listeners, Emmy, wrote us a very sweet letter last week about how she liked the story The Lady Peters. She mentioned how she had lost her dog, Leland, but that they had found him. A few months ago, Emmy moved cross-country, and some other listeners we know moved out of the country this week. Please know that we've been praying for you, that God will help you adjust to unfamiliar surroundings. As we always do, We've included a hymn title or a line from a hymn in this week's story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winners were six siblings, Emmy, Roddy, Ollie, Maggie, Genevieve, and Teddy from Concord, California, with their correct answer of, We Gather Together, from the story, A Lesson in Parenting from Mama Peters. Good job, you guys! Now, let's listen to this week's story, Pearson and Todd, The Good Samaritans. Among the myriad of new students at Evergreen Elementary for the school year, one stood out to Pearson Peters. He was in the same grade as Pearson was, the third grade, and was fairly similar to all of the other children except for his extreme love for everything related to space. He loved talking about space and playing with space toys, and telling everything there was to tell about things outside the world that everyone else lived in. The constant string of space chatter seemed to annoy some of the students of Evergreen Elementary, and most of the students avoided this new student, whom they knew as Zach Brimley. Pearson, too, didn't know what to make of him. But it wasn't that Zach annoyed him or that he tried to ignore him. He just was busy with his friend Todd and and paying attention to his schoolwork and any sports he had after school. In their mutual English class, Mrs. Madison had begun a unit on direct objects. Now that might sound a bit boring to many eight and nine-year-olds, but Mrs. Madison had a way of making everything interesting. To make the unit of direct objects more scintillating, she had written a series of stories on the board and was working her way down the list, asking that the students point out different parts of speech. But that isn't what made it interesting. What made it interesting was that All of the sentences were about different students in the class, which made it especially fun. Each of the students would come up to the board and diagram the sentence that was about them. After squeezing as many sentences on the whiteboard as she could, she began. Class, let's read the first sentence aloud together. Johnny kicks the soccer ball so hard with his big foot. As soon as Johnny realized the sentence was about him, he left his seat and approached the board. His face practically glowed as he picked up the whiteboard marker. All right, Johnny, you write the parts of speech above the correct words. I'll ask the questions and the students will answer. Is everyone ready? Mrs. Madison was always cheerful. Let's begin. Who kicked the ball? Johnny, subject noun, the class replied in unison. What is being said about Johnny? Johnny kicked, verb. Kicked what? Ball, direct object. What is the? Article adjective. And so the questions were asked and answered in a regimented but fun style 
so that the students could easily understand all of the different parts of speech in each sentence. Pearson couldn't wait for his turn and inwardly celebrated when he read his sentence. Pearson runs track as fast as lightning. He felt himself blush, but he was extremely flattered by Mrs. Madison's compliment. He could barely contain himself when it was his turn to diagram his sentence. After he finished, Zack was up next. Zack stood up reluctantly from his desk, but his sentence wasn't completely written on the board. Mrs. Madison had to erase all of the other sentences first because of limited space, so was in the middle of writing when she called Zack's name. He was fidgeting somewhat awkwardly, and Pearson watched his every move. He felt sorry for him. He wasn't sure why he felt sorry for him. Perhaps it was because Zack was new, or he looked somewhat awkward. All eyes were riveted on Zack, who seemed uncomfortable with the attention as he waited next to the whiteboard in front of the class. Pearson wasn't sure what to make of Zack, but he knew that it must be hard to be a new kid, and his mind wandered to his best friend Finn Wells, who had just moved away. Maybe Finn was experiencing the same kind of awkwardness that Zack was experiencing. It couldn't be easy to be a new kid anywhere. Thinking about it made Pearson miss his friend Finn. Pearson wondered if Zack had friends from his former hometown, and he wondered what it would be like to move away from your hometown and to have to start all over and get to know a whole new group of people and go to a whole new church and school. And nobody would even know anything about you, and you'd have to help them understand all the things you did and liked. That must be really hard. He didn't have any more time to ponder it because Mrs. Madison was speaking. Okay, Zach, you ready, buddy? She was so friendly and sweet that Pearson figured that Mrs. Madison had compassion for the new kid. Zach nodded, and she signaled for the class to read the sentence. Zach loves space and astronauts, which seemed to be a slight understatement. Why Zach didn't just love space and astronauts, he seemed obsessed with them. Nevertheless, his face lit up as the class read the sentence aloud. Mrs. Madison had a matching smile for Zach, appreciating his unique personality. Okay, class, who loves space and astronauts? Zach, subject noun, answered the class. What is being said about Zach? Zach loves, verb. What does Zach love? Space astronauts, compound direct objects. What is and? Conjunction. With the completion of his sentence, Zach walked back to his desk with greater confidence than when he had approached the whiteboard. Several of the students stared at him, but he didn't seem to notice. Shortly before class ended, Pearson and Todd were dismissed for lunch before the rest of the class. They had earned what was called an early release pass for picking up all the classroom trash on their own. An early release pass was one of the coolest things that Mrs. Madison gave out. Every day, ask for volunteers to either clean the whiteboard, clean up any stray pieces of paper or staples from the floor, and wipe off the desk while she finished checking homework. Whoever did those jobs always got to go down to lunch five minutes early. Pearson and Todd were thrilled when they had been chosen for the job. Dude! Check out my lunch today. Of course, I've got my standard. Spray cheese, spray cheese holders. This was typical of the way Todd expressed himself, and Pearson laughed as usual. <laughs> he laughed because Todd always called his crackers spray cheese holders. I've also got pepperoni because Ma knows what I like. And last, and I'm going to need a drum roll here, Pearson obliged by drumming the table with two pencils to give Todd the proper introduction for his final lunchtime delicacy. Right here in my hands, I'm holding some awesome, delectable ho-ho cakes. The mere sight of the shiny package that held chocolate cakes wrapped around whipped cream and all covered in a generous layer of chocolate glaze 
made Pearson's mouth positively water. Todd knew his friend loved ho-hos. Ah, don't worry, Brock. I'm going to share with you, my man. But dude, in return, this is what you need to do. You're going to need to share whatever gourmazing treats Mama Peters has packed. Todd had coined the term gourmazing as only he could do by combining the words gourmet and amazing. Deal, Pearson responded, beginning to unpack his lunch bag. Okay, so let's see what I've got. I've got carrots and ranch, cheese stick, turkey stick, egg salad sandwich, and the cream de la cream, two homemade chocolate chip cookies. As far as Pearson was concerned, Mama Peters packed the very best lunches of any mom ever, except that he would really love a ho-ho cake. Unless they were going camping, Mama Peters rarely bought store-bought goodies. She often reminded Pearson and his younger sister Penelope that most people love homemade treats whenever Pearson and Penelope would ask for store-bought sandwich cookies. The very moment Todd laid eyes on those homemade chocolate chip cookies, he was in total agreement with the trade. Sure, dude. I'll gladly trade one of my ho-hos for one of Mama Peters's ginormous, amazing chocolate chip cookies. Deal. Pearson didn't even have to think twice. He could get cookies anytime because Mama Peters made them all the time by the freezer full. She packed Daddy Peters two cookies in his lunch every workday as well. Pearson knew that the reason he and Penelope had cookies is because Mama Peters made Daddy Peters the biggest priority. Every time she made a batch, she would immediately freeze them hot off the presses. As Pearson and Todd munched away on their lunches, Pearson and Todd munched away on their lunches and didn't even notice that Zach had looked over at them longingly as he passed by on the way to his seat. Truth be told, none of the students really took notice of Zach, except to think of him as a bit weird and someone who knew a whole lot about outer space. Whatever anyone else thought, though, was of no consequence to Pearson and Todd. They simply hadn't paid attention to the unobtrusive presence of the lonely new student. And so, Zach pulled up a seat at an empty table and began quietly eating his lunch. He watched Pearson and Todd from the distance who were chattering away happily and enjoying ho-ho cakes and cookies. He looked at his own lunch and pulled out his cookies, which were also homemade. His mom had included a note which read, I'm praying that your day will be better than expected. Think about the words to the hymn, More About Jesus Would I Know. I love you to the moon and back. And she had drawn a stick figure of a person standing on the moon yelling, I love you! Zach quietly chuckled to himself. <laughs> he looked at his cookies and then glanced back at Pearson and Todd and thought, Hey, we've got the same cookies. Nobody in the lunchroom paid him any mind, so he finished eating cleaned up his mess, and began walking to class when he heard the voice of Mr. Steely, the principal, over the school speakers. Attention all Evergreen students! This is your reminder that we have a rally in the gym today after lunch. Do not go to your regularly scheduled classes, but walk straight to the gym. Zach felt a smidge of panic wash over him because he had never experienced a school rally at Evergreen. Plus, he'd never even stepped foot inside the gym because the fall weather had been warm enough that P.E. was outdoors. And besides, he didn't even know where the gym was. Adding to the conundrum was that he really, really needed to use the restroom. So he decided to go to the restroom first and ask someone for directions to the gym. Only it didn't go quite as he had planned. Once he exited the bathroom, there was nobody in direct proximity to him. He spied a couple of girls walking several feet in front of him 
and sped up to catch them. Excuse me, where's the gym? Zack asked. The girls seemed none too interested in helping him. And one of them replied, Sorry, but we're in a hurry. You'll have to ask someone else. Since all the students were to report to the gym, Zack assumed that the girls were headed there, so he began to follow them. As soon as they realized, though, that he was following them, they began running and turned the corner until they were out of sight. He noticed an older boy coming up fast from behind. Excuse me, excuse me! Zack tried to get his attention, but the boy looked at him and crossed the courtyard to the other side. Why won't anyone help me? He muttered to himself. He was really starting to sweat, nervous about being late, or worse, about not finding the gym at all. Oh, how he longed for his old school. It was so much smaller, and he had good friends there. He was trying to make the very best of things here, but after three days at Evergreen Elementary, he wanted nothing more than to just go home. Tears welled up in his eyes, but just then, he spotted Pearson and Todd walking in the distance. It looked as though they were heading in the same direction as he was heading, so he swallowed hard, and he determined that he would give it a third try. Would the third time be the charm? He noticed, though, that Pearson and Todd seemed to be getting closer to him. They looked as though they were heading to him and not away from him. He stood for a moment wondering what to do, but he didn't have to wonder very long because in a moment, Pearson and Todd were standing directly in front of him. Hey, dude! Todd seemed to address everyone as dude. You need to go to the gym. I'm guessing you don't know where it is, Todd said with a smile on his face. You're right, I, I don't. Well, come on, we can take you, Pearson said in a friendly tone. Thanks, you guys. I'm Zach. Oh, we know who you are. You like space and stuff. That's all you seem to want to talk about. I like space, too, but I don't know too much about it. And not nearly as much as you know about it. How'd you learn so much about it? Pearson asked inquisitively. Oh, my dad's an astronaut. What? Dude, that is totally tubular. An astronaut? Well, that's rockin'. Like, like he's been up in space? Todd was overcome with excitement. Yep, he sure has. A broad smile crossed Zack's face. So far, he's been on one space mission, but he hopes he gets the chance to go on another mission. Of course, when he was gone, it was pretty hard on my mom and me and my little sisters, but it all worked out. How many sisters do you have? Pearson wondered. I've got three sisters. No way! Bro, bro, Pierce has three sisters too! You guys are like twins! Except Pierce's dad isn't an astronaut! And also, Pierce doesn't look anything like you. And also, Pearson doesn't have as much information about space as you do. But except for those things, you guys are total twinsies. You're the same person, practically. There was perhaps no one that blustered more than Todd. And he always managed to get ahead of himself. But it put Zack at ease and continued to amuse Pearson, who laughed out loud. <laughs> hey, we can talk more later. But let's sit together right now in the rally. You're going to love our rally, Zack. There's a soccer game today after school, and so this one is to cheer them on. You want to go? Pearson asked. Well, sure, Zack responded quickly. Great, so come on with Todd and me. The rally was a resounding success. Not only did everyone have a great time, but it helped to forge new friendships as a result of the rally's friendly atmosphere. Pearson and Todd happily included Zack into their friendship and gave him a heads up about everything there was to know about Evergreen Elementary. And before long, they told him everything there was to know about Jesus. Except that they didn't have to share for long, because as it turns out, Zach was a believer too. He had learned very young that Jesus is God, and the only way to heaven was by believing that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for sin, 
and that he must repent of his sins. Pearson and Todd were thrilled to have a new friend, especially one who was a fellow believer. But Zach was even happier to have two new friends. When he arrived home after school that day, he felt as though he were walking on a cloud. He shared the day with his mom in great detail. His mom was overjoyed. Upon hearing how he had made two new friends, noted that it was not totally unlike the parable of the Good Samaritan. So she opened her Bible and turned to Luke 10 and read the account to Zach. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him lying there half dead, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on the man. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, It was the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, Now you go and do likewise. At the end of the story of the Good Samaritan and Luke, Zach's mom noted that Zach's new friends, Pearson and Todd, had gone and done likewise. They had met Zach when in a time of need and didn't cross over to the other side, but met his need. Mercy, as Zach's mom explained, is seeing a need and meeting that need. She observed how Pearson and Todd had been merciful to Zach, that God had been merciful to Zach, and had met his needs through Pearson and Todd. The tears that had threatened Zach when he couldn't find the gym earlier now welled up, and he felt emotional. But this time, it was for a different reason. His emotions rose to the surface as he mused about how God had come through for him again. The tears were ones of thanksgiving to an almighty, all-powerful God who saw a boy who needed to find a gym. And not only had he located the gym, but he'd gained two friends in the process. This is Grandmom's Corner. A few weeks ago, one of my sons and his family left California and moved all the way to Tennessee. My husband and I were understandably concerned because two of our grandsons would be attending school in a brand new state and in a brand new school that had already begun a month ago. On our grandson's 11th birthday last week, we called and we spoke to him and his younger brother. We asked our grandsons if they were nervous about starting school and my oldest grandson admitted that he was. We assured our grandsons that we would be praying for them and that we would pray they make friends and that they would have a good year. On Monday morning, their dad, our son, texted our family text in the morning to remind us to pray for our grandson's first day in school. Later that afternoon, he texted, Praise, the boys had a good first day. It's only day one, but it went well. After their second day of school, 
My daughter-in-law, my grandson's mom, sent the family a text. Today went well. The boys are really enjoying it and making new friends. My son also texted, I'm sure there will be challenges moving forward, but God is good. And you know what? There are challenges and there will continue to be challenges in our lives. We know some of you who listen have moved cross-country too. We know of other listeners who moved out of the country, just yesterday in fact. Know that we are praying for your adjustment and that God will help you. Listen to this wonderful passage from Deuteronomy 33:26 and 27 from the Bible. The Israelites' leader Moses tells this to his people. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun who rides across the heavens to help you and on the clouds in his majesty. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. There is no one like our God, no one that is omnipotent, which means all-powerful, like God is. He loves us and he has compassion on us. He wants us to take every burden on our heart to him in prayer. He cares about you and he'll listen as you cry out to him. I am so glad I had a mom who always encouraged us to pray about everything, even if they're little things, because they're not little to God. Remember too, you don't have to pray out loud, you can pray silently. No one but God will know. So if you find yourself feeling sad, take it to God and ask Him to encourage you. If you're discouraged because you don't understand your math, or you want to read better, ask God to open your eyes and help you to see what you're not getting. If you've just moved, like some of our listeners, and you're finding it hard to adjust because you miss your friends and you miss your old surroundings, ask God to help you and that if it's His will, that you can make some new friends. We plan to be here next week, the Lord willing, with a new story. Bye for now.